I feel like the biggest mistake that I've made has been like locking down contracts that are exclusive. Like you never want to be exclusive to something unless you're gaining a lot from it that you know that you can't gain elsewhere. Like for example, if you work with... You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it! What up, Gangstars? It's your girl, Devana, and this week's Gangstar creative is none other than Telly Swift. She's the star of Wags Atlanta, a reality television series that premiered on E! in the early 2018. She's a fashion influencer, brand ambassador, working with companies such as Fashion Nova, Pretty Little Thing, Monet Brand, Hairfinity, Dermalogica, Beauty Blender, Fight Camp, just to name a few. She is also an entrepreneur and motivational speaker to help women empower themselves. Along with that, she has created Boxing Wags Association, raising funds and delivering them into the hands of service providers and nonprofits who support children and families in a variety of ways. Her events have been epic in helping raise awareness and funds to women with breast cancer, along with helping out people with spina bifida. Not only has she modeled NY and LA Fashion Week, she's also a fashion designer who launched her first collection called Imperium in Los Angeles Fashion Week 2019, which made the cover of Elle Europe and Cosmopolitan Ukraine. She also just recently launched a luxurious masswear line that donates one free mask to the frontline workers with every purchase. With the same passions as many other women, she is partner, mother, and businesswoman who aims to inspire and empower others. I'm super pumped to have Telly on the show, so let's go ahead and just dive on into the episode. All right, Gangstars, I'm super, super pumped for this week's guest. I have Telly Swift on the mic here and ready to share her journey and so many good nuggets with you guys today. Telly, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, girl. You know, it's always a pleasure and it's always good vibes when I talk to you. So I'm glad to be on with you. Yes, likewise. I definitely have to say, um, for those of you that listening that don't know I had the opportunity to paint a beautiful um, portrait of Telly and got to meet her um, last year and hang out a little bit at her place and you are just such a positive like a genuine soul Um, I just wanted to kind of preface and share that before we kind of dive in because I always feel like it's hard to find that in people especially um, you know people who are girl bosses doing their thing. Um, So I always feel like it's really good energy, you know, vibing with you and talking with you. So I'm really super excited to have you on. Thank you. And I, you know, the time I met you, I'm a vibe or a energy type of person. So from the first time I met you, I just got a good vibe and I'm all about women winning and women empowerment and just growth as women and not just as a culture, but just women growing and supporting each other. And I'm all about that. Like there's not an ounce of hate in my bones at all, especially for women. You know, I just, I just want us to win. And I feel like there's enough room at the top for everyone. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Likewise, girl, there's definitely enough room for everybody. So Let's go ahead and just dive in. I'd love to have you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Who is Telly Swift? Take us on a journey of where you started and where you are today. 
So um, a lot of people know me uh, from WAGS. Before WAGS, I was modeling and um, did a lot of stuff in the modeling industry. Um, after WAGS, I kind of went on to my own entrepreneurship um, venture. I was in the medical field prior to that. So um, I kind of got out of the medical field because I wanted to do something more for myself and work for myself. Um, during WAGS, um, as people know, I I was dating this this boxer, Deontay Wilder, who's the heavyweight champ of the world. And, um, you know, they pretty much know our story together as a couple on WAGS and ended up ha getting pregnant while we were filming. And my storyline changed from what it was to having a baby and getting married. And um, mm. to me, that that kind of wasn't like the direction that I wanted to take because it wasn't like my mind was so stuck on being married and having this, you know, um, union with him because I felt like I already had a union with him. But because of that, it ended up moving towards that. So fast forward, um, after WAGS, I felt I had this platform um, that I wanted to use to help women uplift themselves because I felt like while we were filming WAGS, it was all about my relationship and the growth of my relationship as opposed to me as an individual and who mm -hmm. I am built for my career. And, you know, just in general, like what I've done solely as a person. So um, I took that and pretty much made a, a platform for myself and you know, just grew a business, and um, it started off with a few pieces of personal clothes that I had um, that I made my own, and then I had a jacket collection that sold out and was in stores uh, here in LA. And then um, now, fast forward, um, I'm doing mask. Um, you know, I started off with my association. So how the mask came about, um, my I have an association called the Boxing Wives Association, and our mission is to pretty much unite and empower our members to perform and support um, acts around our community so we can better the quality of life for families in our community. So we don't have mm -hmm. a specific charity that we work with. We pretty much work with what's going on at that month, whatever is near and dear to our heart, because I feel like there's not one that needs more help than the other. For example, breast cancer, spina bifida, um, you know, people with uh, cerebral palsy, whatever it is that is going on that I feel at the time is near and dear to the members' heart, my heart, you know, my spouse's heart, we just cater to that. So being coronavirus happened, um, I decided to provide fabric masks to all frontline workers, free fabric masks to all frontline workers. And that was doing so good that I decided to create a more fashionable luxury mask that also helps donate free masks to keep supporting the association's free frontline mask for those supporters. So That's um, awesome. yeah, I, I mean, I just, I feel like if, you know, you're able to help other people, especially when there's a crisis or a state of emergency. I mean, like, why not? You know, so yeah. um, I just and, and I just felt like going outside with masks that don't match my outfits. Like I'm I'm all about <laughs> my outfits and, you know, just looking good at all times. And I was just tired of 
just wearing the same disposable, you know, blue mask with every outfit, regardless of what yeah. color it is. I know you love purple, girl. So, like, you know, like, I just have all the colors, and I just feel like, you know, I, I feel like with, uh, I have 10 different colors of masks and fa different fabrics and stuff like that. So, they're reversible as well, too. So I just felt like if I can grab a mask and be able to wear that with any outfit instead of, you know, having to worry about, like, why do I look crazy with my mask on? It doesn't match my outfit and, you know, makeup's on it and I can't use it over and over yeah. again. And so I was just like, let me find a solution. And being that my um, um, association masks were doing so good, even though they were free, like a lot of people were contacting us, not just hospitals, but like, um, you know, UPS, FedEx, USPS, grocery stores, like we're helping anyone and everyone that we could possibly help. And we're trying to continue doing it, you know, um, so we can help everyone that is in need if possible. Mm, I love that. It's, it's so amazing that you've had this really interesting roller coaster of a journey. Um, and I have so many things that I want to touch on with you, but I do want to take it back to um, when you were on WAGS. What is that process like to even get on the show? And was that something that you like always wanted to do? Like when you were younger, like I wanted to be on like a reality show like that, or that just happened to like fall on your lap being with Deontay? Um, so I was modeling before Deontay, um, I was already established before him. So before mm -hmm. I was asked to do different reality shows and I kind of just awesome. was it because I was like, I don't want to tarnish my name. I don't want to yeah. have that, you know, is looked down upon because I'm really not like this person that's just, you know, how they paint reality stars to yeah. be. So I just didn't. I really wasn't interested and this has been probably like four years before when I was, well, really longer than that, probably when I was 22, 23. So like 10 years ago. So, mm -hmm. um, this has been something that has always been brought to my attention. Like, do you want to be on this show? Like love and hip hop. And I'm like, I don't dance. I don't rap. I don't sing. So what is my business? <laughs> hip -hop? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was like that. And I was just like, I know how they might make someone look. And that just wasn't what I wanted for myself and for my growth and for, you know, for my kids to see mm -hmm. later on down the line. So I, um, when WAGS was presented to me, um, I was actually in Houston and, um, they were telling me like, you know, we had the whole interview, the swipe, uh, what is not a Skype? Yeah. Skype, not swipe. Jesus. It's so <laughs> like, what? Um, but yeah, I had the Skype interview with the casting director and we had a conversation with them and then Super Bowl came across when it was Super Bowl in Houston and Deontay had some work stuff to do for the Super Bowl to promote, um, his next fight. And that's why we were there. So they were like, Hey, do you guys want to film like an intro to the Atlanta edition? You know, for mm -hmm. the Miami wags. So that's how it was kind of brought up to like transition into the Atlanta wags. So um, we were at the Super Bowl and they, you know, were pretty much saying like, you know, hey, who's your man? What does he play? And I was like, you know, my man doesn't, what he does, he doesn't play. So that, <laughs> right? that, that was the introduction of my, you know, story. And then I invited them to the next fight so they can experience like what it's like in the boxing world. Cause boxing is so much different than football, basketball. It's a one man. Yeah. 
you're in there, nobody can help you when, you know, it's, it's just you and your opponent. It's not like you have a team to back you up in the ring. Like you might have them when you're on break for that one minute to help, you know, clean up your um, cuts or, you know, adjust what you need to adjust, get water, but that's it. Like, you know, they, they're not in there fighting with you. So it's a little bit different because everyone's depending on you to do your job. So you can, you know, take care of everyone else. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of politics and it's um, a really tough sport inside and outside of the ring. You know, there's mm. things that people don't see and um, you know, the blood, sweat and tears and all of that, the workout, the commitment, the, you know, the visits to the ER, the visits to yeah. the surgery room afterwards. It's intense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely intense. Um, like I said, inside, outside of the ring for the family, for the person, for the fighter, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough sport. So um, I kind of was pretty much telling them like how boxing is different from football and, you know, it's, it's not organized like how football is very, very organized and it's, yeah. it's and there's an owner and there's, you know, rules and there's curfews and there's all this and all that, like boxing, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want to do. whenever. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you fight for one night for 33 minutes and then you're off for however, if you want to be off for four months, if you want to be off for a year, if you want to be off for six months, you know, yeah. just depending on your injuries and stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty much a do whatever you want to do sport, you know, but also the consequences is way different than other sports. So that was pretty much like, you know, the difference between what I thought boxing and, and, and football was. So um, fast forward with WAGS, the focus shifted on, you know, like we were talking about boxing. So obviously it was about like more so like what he was doing and his fight and stuff like that. And um, usually WAGS was more so centered on what the woman of the spouse of the athlete does. So our mm -hmm. season was a little bit different. So the focus was more so supposed to be on the couple with our season and, you know, um, obviously getting the ring and stuff like that. But it was just um, that really wasn't in real life. My focus was to be like, all right, let's get married. And this is the end all be all because it wasn't it was like, yes, what are we doing in our relationship as far as growth goes? But that was already a discussion before we were even on the show. Right. So it was kind of just like um, during filming because I got because I got pregnant. It was more so like the stuff that we film, other stuff that we filmed that didn't get, you know, uh, put on the show was pretty much taken out because I got pregnant. So it was mm -hmm. like story and that was just like the main focus of it. With yeah. So much have a baby and get the ring type of thing and, you know, <laughs> feel like. I'm more than what he needs and he needs to marry me. And it was just like, we already know where we stand in our relationship outside of this, these cameras and we're mm -hmm. cool with that. with that. And, you know, so, um, it was a lot of like, um, I feel like a lot of pushing out emotions that really, um, might have been deeper rooted, but then it was like, okay, now I got to deal with this problem. Now I got to deal with this issue when it's like, there was never no issue, you know? So yeah. it was that. So it like made it to seem more of something than what it wasn't, which it seems to be like how most reality shows right, take right. their shots. Right. <laughs> of course we were talking about marriage, but it wasn't like 
an everyday like hey sir I'm forcing you to marry me because I'm pregnant like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like we already lived yeah. together like it's not that serious but it was like all right when are you gonna get you know it was more so like when are you gonna give me the ring like I do this for you that for you this for you and these people are already married why aren't we getting married why aren't we working towards that so it was kind of like more of pushing that and in our reality that was already discussed but it wasn't like we have to do it right away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. was that a do where I was like, hey, now I'm pregnant. Like, I don't want to get married with a whole belly. You know, like, I'm good, mm -hmm. really. You know, so it was kind of more so on that end for me. And right now, I just feel like, you know, um, where he's at in his career, he's very focused. Where I'm at in my career, I'm very focused. And we're all together as one. Um, just all about growth. And like I said, we're in a position in our relationship where we're both content and there's no, there's no real rush to like, you know, do what everyone or society expects us or wants us to do on their time. Like we're doing things mm -hmm. on our time and we're happy with it. So um, I just feel like with WAGS, I felt when I was filming, it kind of made me feel like, um, we weren't equal and that's why i feel like you know there's times i want to speak up for women and say you can be submissive but also be strong and yeah. you know push yourself and don't let anyone make you feel like you're less than and and just you know just regardless of what society sees or or what is put out there make your own truth and push your own goals and your own dreams and your own desires out there so that people could see who you are and not what people paint you out to be yeah absolutely and i it's pretty crazy that you know that had happened and then they twisted kind of the narrative to something different than what you see yourself as and like who you truly are and at the end of the day it just matters about what you guys know to be true in your own relationship and what you know to be true as an individual person and a, a boss woman, an entrepreneur, a mom, entrepreneur, all those things. Um, so I can only imagine like the, you know, there's obviously good attention and there's the bad attention. And I know a lot of our listeners, you know, some people might want to reach that sort of, you know, fame, maybe not to the level of you or Deontay's, but we're like, as you become more successful in your career, you're going to have more fans or followers or supporters and you're going to get a lot of hate along the way. And so somebody like yourself who's been in the limelight for so, uh, for so long and with somebody who has even more of a bigger, um, like spotlight when it comes to like boxing and stuff, it, it, I'd be seeing the comments and all the, the news and stuff, people are yeah. harsh. So it, how do you, how do you, how do you handle that type of attention, whether it's good or bad from like a reality show or just, you know, your careers? Yeah, like I said, um, like people don't really know who you are and they only see what you show them or what mm -hmm. they see on TV. You know, like um, my Instagram, I do a lot of modeling and I have an income source from Instagram as well, too. So um, I don't like for me, that's more so business related. And they don't see that like, hey, I am goofy and I am funny and I do walk around the house with no makeup on and my hair not done. Like, you know, you just saw my hair's not done, but my face is done. So it's just like, you know, I'm still a normal human being. I eat shit and sleep like everybody else. And, <laughs> you know, where I'm at in my life, I feel like everyone has different levels in life. And where I'm at in my life might be, at a higher level than other people that but that 
I'm still human. And I just feel like everyone else in, in general has the same 24 hours. And it's all about what we make of that 24 hours and where we want to be in our lives and just keep pushing that, pushing that, pushing that, no matter what anyone tells you, no matter how anyone sees you, you just have to have that thick skin, especially if you want to be in the entertainment, Hollywood industry, you have to have that thick skin because people are going to call you all types of things, whether they're good, whether they're bad, you know, like I feel like a lot of the hate that I get is based off of the way that I look, because if I look a different type of way, or if my body was shaped a different type of way, I wouldn't be called a gold digger, or I wouldn't be called this or that and this and that when it's like, I'm doing my own, like people don't realize that, you know, like, okay, what is going on outside of this that she's doing that, you know what I'm saying? It's just more so like, oh, because he's the one with a higher income he's taking care of everything. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily true because people come up with their own narrative based off of what they see, you know? Yeah. So it's like I said, like I'm here handling interior, exterior, Deontay's apparel collection. Like I'm doing so much that people that I don't show because I don't feel like it needs to be shown. And that's, you know, our personal business and people don't see that side. Yeah. Of so it's just like, with Instagram and TV, we show what we want to show, but that doesn't justify or make who we are as people, you know? So yeah. I feel like that's very important too, to make sure you love yourself and make sure you're aware of who you are and don't let anyone tell you different or don't let anyone say something and let it affect you because you really don't have control over what people say and do. It's just, you have to really know yourself enough to be able to be strong and um, have thick skin because you, I mean, it's the industry is just so rough and so cruel. I mean, Instagram, social media, like anyone could hide behind a fake profile and talk, you know, as much <laughs> shit as they want to talk and you yeah. know, you can't let it hurt your feelings because it's like that it shows more about the person's character than it does about you. Yeah. Wow. I think, I mean, everything, everything you said was good. And, you know, you just can't, you have to remember when you're seeing somebody online or on the media or whatever, like that's just not all of that person. They're only showing you who they want to show you and you can't judge somebody like just off of that one thing. And then also it kind of goes to that saying of like, just treat others how you would want to be treated. Like, you know, let's Absolutely. all be nice. Let's all be positive, especially in times like this. And you know, let's just be supportive of one of one another and one another's goals and dreams and all of that. So yeah, I definitely agree with everything you said as far as like how to handle those types of situations. I'm, you know, I'm curious, because um, I remember you said you had like a medical background. And then now you're like more of this creative path of like creating things and being a creative entrepreneur. Um, so was were you always somebody that was creative? Like, were you always doing like creative things on the side when you were like younger or a younger adult? Um, or was this just something that you discovered on your, your path? So I, I always had like a thing for fashion. It started off with like shoes, then it became clothes, then it became, you know, just accessories and other things. So I always had a thing for like 
dressing up and, you know, um, looking good and whether it was me dressing up my mom, me dressing up my dad. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, mom, that's outdated. Like, I know you're a mom, (laughs) but you don't have to dress like that. You know, like it started out that. And then I was just like, okay, let me do my own thing since people are always telling me like, oh, that's a cute little outfit or that's a cute accessory to match with that. What made you match your shoes with your purse? Like, so I was like, oh, People are really like, I can make something out of this. I'm all about like, you know, growing your ideas and growing as a person and growing as a brand. So when I see something and get a lot of feedback from it, I'm always thinking of, okay, what's the next step in growth for this actual, whether it's a product business, you know, whatever it is. So I've always had that in the back of my mind that um, I've loved fashion and people are always complimenting me on what I'm wearing or what Deontay's wearing. And I'm like, Oh, I put that together, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I should do menswear, you know, like just certain things like that. So that's, um, I kind of got into the unisex stuff, um, with my, starting off with my jacket. So initially I started off with, um, signature pieces for women. Then I went into, um, unisex jackets for men and women. Then I went to, um, you know, unisex mask, one size fits all, reversible, all that stuff. So I just, you know, when I come up with these ideas, I always think of like what I would like and if other people would like that as well. Um, If it matches a lot of things, if it's, you know, um, what makes mine different than anyone else's, what makes mine stand out, um, you know, is it comfortable? how does it fit? You know, like I just put in a lot of things into consideration. I brainstorm first. Like I have this whole process of when I want to do something. Um, it's like I brainstorm, I set a budget, I set how much I want to make. Um, mm-hmm. I put in, you know, if, if I want to do a certain type of packaging, if I want um, certain colors um, to have a theme so everything matches. Um, just certain little things that you, that I put together to make sure my business or brand or product stands out over everyone else's. Mm, I love that. And then talking to your, your luxury, like face mask line, what were the steps that you took to really make those come to life and how long did that take? Okay. So that was a little bit different because, um, when I did my luxury mask, uh, I was in Alabama for five months. So before I did my luxury mask, I did my association mask and I was in California. Mm. So it was easy to make. And I already had a factory that was making them. And um, that one, I didn't really too much invest time in because it was, you know, it's free. Like, you know, I'm not asking no one for money. I'm giving you a free mask in a Ziploc bag with mm-hmm. a note on the front saying like who we are, what we're doing. And, you know, um, thank you for your continued work. And we want to continue this mission of giving free masks to frontline workers. And that was it. So. Hey, Gangstar, sorry to interrupt. But if you're enjoying this episode so far, stop what you're doing right now and share this podcast with your friends on social media or text it to a friend in your contacts. If you're a true gangstar and want to uplift and empower other creatives like I know you do, you're going to want to take a few seconds to do this now. Go ahead and pick your phone back up or click that browser tab that you're playing this episode in. Hit that pause button and share it now. Hello, what are you waiting for? (laughs) All right. Thank you for doing that. Now let's get back to the show. 
when I did my personal luxury mask, I was like, okay, what's going to make mine different from everyone else that's selling masks? So I knew I wanted it to be in a case. I wanted it to be packaged well because I receive packages every day, multiple packages, whether it's for promotion, whether it's, you know, they want me to try this product out, whatever it is. I receive so many packages. And my big thing is if I'm going to post for that specific package, um, is the product's packaging okay to post before I actually open and get to the product? So I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure my packaging was good enough to take a picture before you get to the product. So I made sure I made a customized box. I had um, my own personal quote um, that I put inside the box. The interior of the box is two different colors. So you have that color pop when you open the box. Um, I also put my mask in um, individual dust bags. So the dust bags, the drawstrings have my name on it. It's, It's red and it's a whole different color the um it's a satin dust bag so your mask is not only protected by the the softness of the satin it's a soft satin it's also doesn't it doesn't you know like snag or you can protect yeah. by by not getting you know germs or whatever in it when you're done using it you could put it back in the in the in the satin dust bag and put it back throw it back in your purse or you could carry the dust bag around if you want because it's, it's you know, you can make it a purse if you want. Um, mm-hmm. As an free, like, uh, I just wanted it to stick out. That, as, that was as far as packaging goes. As far as my mask goes, I wanted it to stick out to be different. So my mask is a four-in-one mask. So you could wear it four different ways in two different oh, wow. So you could put it up and down, and then you could flip it to the – there's two different colors. Um, you could flip it to a white side, which the only white one is uh, fiance. So fiance, you flip it to white, it turns into wifey. Um, and that's the only one that flips to white. And it's like a pink in the front, a pink glittery mm-hmm. front. And then the other ones all flip into black. So if you don't want to be so loud with the glitter or the different colors, you could flip it to the black side and, you know, wear it as an everyday mask. So remember right. I told I wanted to make my mask um, match every outfit. So yeah. I like this this mask called Backscatter, and it looks like a whole bunch of little disco balls. Oh, yeah. And it's very, very, very loud. Um, so there's times that you don't want to, like, you know, these luxury masks that I have, it's more like for nighttime, going out, dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of stuff. So you're not going to be going out to dinners every day, especially with COVID going on. So (laughs) I want to make it so it's like the opposite side is just a a plain black or a plain white and you could flip it Uh. over, go on about your daytime and then flip it to the other side and wear nighttime, you know, and um, there's two different fits on the mask as well too. So if you wear it, um, what I call a ninja fit which comes in the in the dust bag as well too it tells you how to wear the mask how to care for the mask thank you card all of that so um the the ninja fit actually frames your eyes so it's it 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 circles around your eyes and it fits mm-hmm. like a looks like you're wearing a ninja mask and that's yeah. a more their fit um a lot of the men like that fit um for the women uh 
if you flip it around, it's the bandana style and it's just tighter around your face. And uh, mm -hmm. my mask covers up to your neck. So it covers your complete chin and over, you know, over your whole nose. So it's it, it, for men, like my man has the beard and for men that have beard, sometimes they feel like the mass is too small for their face. And my mask covers all of that. So from the bottom of your beard to the, you know, the very top of your nose. Yeah. So I made you like sure took all of those into consideration so that it can fit different ways and be, have like different options with just like the one mask and kind of have that unisex style that you were talking about too. So that's really cool. Absolutely. And it took like, it took me um, a while to do it because I put in so much consideration with fit, comfort, um, durability, able to, you know. What's a while? Able... Like how long was a while for you? When, like, when did while? this idea come to your okay. mind? Like so what month? Something that could have taken like two to three weeks if I was in LA, you know, visiting the factories, getting the fabrics. I had to mm -hmm. get everything shipped to Alabama and during coronavirus. So while I was getting everything shipped to Alabama that was already taking so long, I was getting the person that was making the mask with the factory picking out the fabrics for me and all of that. So we went through mm. fabrics, we went through all of that. And my road, I live, the house that we live in in Alabama is on this island. And we literally have one neighbor and she's a mile away from us. And we have this bridge that connects our house to the main road. And the bridge was corroding because it was raining so much. So oh we had to the whole bridge girl. <laughs> So it was just a process. So what should have taken like a month or three weeks took us three months to do. So that was just the shipping back and oh, forth, wow. the sizing, the, yeah. you know, um, the packaging, um, the drawstrings, like just so many. Did, um, I did gotta you say, design everything or did you like have, did you have a little bit of a team to help you? Like you kind of had like sketches and then you found like a graph designer for like the packaging or did like your manufacturer like do all of that for you like what was like the logistics of it there was um there's a lady that I know um she's actually um she's actually um a bridal designer and she had mm. so what I pretty much did was she had masks that I liked the coverage of I just didn't like the the ear how she had her mask was behind the neck and over the head and me oh, as a yeah. woman, I didn't want to have a mask that I had to mess up my hair for or it mm -hmm. be my neck and, you know, having to take it off was just the process and you're messing up your hair again. And I just wanted it to be behind the ears. I wanted mine to look more like, like, you know, I had a medical background, so I wanted it to be um, where it has... A, a fabric filter, like my masks have fabric filters, so you never have to replace your filter. It also has an insert, so you could put a filter in if you want, but it's already three layers, so um, usually people don't. Um, and so, like, I just changed up a lot of what she already had as far as, you know, the, the framing around the eyes, being making it reversible, um, and just picking out my own fabric colors. She had, like, a set of you know, like black and, um, um, you know, other colors. Um, gotcha. So black. she kind of had like everything for you and well, you kind of back and forth with her. Yeah. She had her own mask with her own design. And then I made my own mask with different fabrics, 
completely different design. So gotcha. And then I had like, you know, a team that um, did the actual sewing and cutting and sizing and everything. So we went, what took the most was the actual sizing because um, her face was a little bit more rounder than my face. So my, my face is a little bit more oval. So I was like, if it can fit you, me, and my man, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah, because we all three have different faces, different face yeah. shapes, different head sizes, you know, and that was the process. So the first mask that the samples that she first initially sent me, they were falling off of my face, but they fit her face perfectly fine. Gotcha. So I recent back measurements um, that fit my face. So then when I got the ones that fit my face, they couldn't fit her face or my man's face. And I was like, okay, how are we going to do this? So then the ones that was too big the second time around for my face, I flipped it the other way and it fit my face. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Now we can make these reversible and, you know, flippable and we can make it be worn two different ways. So that's yeah. how I the tighter fit. Cause I was like, how is this going to fit one size fits most, you know, without having yeah. a job ears or without taking away from the comfort or without taking away from the luxury and the look of the mask so that's yeah. where like um you know a lot of the waiting time came and um a lot of the halt came with you know the bridge being redone we had to <laughs> bridge girl it was a mess so it was just it was just a process and me being in a whole nother state getting my mask made in los angeles you know, with fabric and all that stuff, it was like mm -hmm. everything sent to me for approval and then sizing and comfort and, you know, finding out whether we want to use satin, if we want to use cotton, if we want to use silk, if we want to use rubber. <laughs> it's just a lot, use... a lot of back and forth, it sounds like, that you had to do across the way, but you finally yes. got to yes. the finished product. Yes. I really thought we were, I really thought by the time we finished my luxury mask, I was like, okay, Corona's going to be over. This that was going to be over. <laughs> I was like, this is taking too long. And, you know, with everyone coming out with masks, I was like, I don't want the fabrics that I picked for other people to pick as well, too. And the pretty mm -hmm. cool thing about the fabrics that I picked, they're iridescent. So in the sun, like they change colors. And once you flip it the other way, it changes colors. Like it's, it's just super dope. Um, I love them. I, you know, like, I don't just love them because they're my mask. Like I put in time and I've, I've seen like, you know, my, my, um, free mask for my frontliners, the quality is good on those. And the quality is like 10 times better on my luxury mask than the ones that mm. I have, you know, that I'm just giving away for free. So it's just, um, very, very well made. It's super thick. Um, uh, the the stitching to it is just like it's it's really good and um I I couldn't be happier you know it was a long process but I'm glad that it's here now yeah that's so awesome and for everybody listening definitely go um to her Instagram and her website and I'll have that linked in the show notes too and check it out it's definitely a really dope product. And as you can see from hearing her describe everything and the process that it took to go um, and actually create this thing and make it come to fruition, you'll see that it was definitely worth that weight in that process. Um, I'm curious to know if you and Deontay like collaborate on anything or do you guys kind of keep your businesses or projects separate? 
Um, we do collaborate on like charity events and stuff. We have this charity that we both do together um, in Africa called Chiva. And it's pretty much a, a charity that helps. Um, there's, there's a lot of households that the children are taking care of, the eldest children are taking care of the household because their parents are sick with HIV and they're administering medication and they're not doing it properly. So we help fund that um, for, for Africa, it's called Shiva, and we collaborated and did that together. Um, and just, you know, like he's, he's more so focused on boxing as far as boxing mm -hmm. goes. People send us stuff all the time to, you know, do together, whether it's, you know, Hey, can you guys take a picture in our shirts or can you guys promote? Right. Our and, um, his focus is more so just, on boxing while the sport. <laughs> yeah, the sport and the, the love that he has for the sport and me I'm just everywhere like I'm, I'm <laughs> you're taking all the opportunities yeah like it, it not all of them but the opportunities that make sense for my brand because I feel yeah. like I'm not just a mom I'm a fit mom you know like so I like to do stuff that is fitness related and I also am into beauty and you know I like to do stuff that's beauty related and I'm also into fashion so I like to do stuff that's fashion related like Deontay's mm -hmm. into a lot of those things too but not as much as I am you know like if it's like yeah. hey the mall and you know I'm I find an outfit and I'll find him an outfit too and he'll be like all right babe and I'm more so just like did you see those like did you not like like those and you know <laughs> he's like yeah you know I'm ready to go now like we've been in the mall for five hours girl let's go you know so <laughs> I'm more into stuff like that. Like that, that's the things that make me happy, like fashion and designing and colors and art. And just, I like creative things, you know, um, you yeah. know, you my house. So I have art everywhere. I have pictures of everyone up, all the kids up and, you know, just, just pictures everywhere. And I'm just, I just love like being creative, putting looks together. And, you know, his, his time is more so spent on like, the art of boxing, the technique mm -hmm. of boxing, you know, just being smart about boxing and stuff like that. He eats, sleeps, breathes boxing. Me, I'm just like, all right, is it fashion? Is it beauty? Is it fitness? Is it clothes? Is it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm everywhere. Like I'm, I'm definitely, um, uh, well-versed when it comes to doing all types of different other things like I just I just am into a lot of things that you know um takes up a lot of my time that he he likes but he's not as into things as I am you know gotcha oh, okay that makes sense it totally makes sense do you have like a team or um do you outsource or do you have both like do you have an agent assistant manager do you have people that you know pet together your mass or is that like a separate thing like what is your team or outsource or outsourcing roles look like yeah so i um we have me and deontay have two completely different teams like his team is you know boxing he has a boxing related team and he has a business related team i have mm -hmm. um a business team and a nonprofit team so i have mm -hmm nonprofit publicist. I have a business publicist. I have a nonprofit assistant. I have a business assistant because mm -hmm. my Telly Swift brand and my Boxing Wags Association is two different complete entities within itself. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, obviously one's nonprofit, one's profit, um, one's tax deductible, one isn't. So um, mm -hmm. I have two completely different um, teams. Um, my team that deals with my association solely deals with 5013Cs and, um, you know, I have a secretary for that, a treasurer, a vice president, like, you know, I have a manager, publicist, assistant for that. And then for my Telly awesome. Swift, I have um, same thing, uh, publicist, manager, assistant, um, distributor, sewers, like that <laughs> is a whole nother entity within itself. So between the two of us, we are beyond busy. Like um, we have so much going on along with our businesses, our personal um, you know, endeavors that we're doing um, personally with our, you know, our household, like we're doing interior, we're doing exterior, we're doing landscaping, like, you know, and we're yeah. the type of people that um, we're the type of people that um, always want to be a part of what we have going on. You know, like, I want to know what they're doing in my backyard as far as landscaping. When is it going to be due? When is the plans going to be approved? When is it going to go to the city, you know, for mm -hmm. approval, all of that. And, you know, say so on what we want in our house, in our backyard, right. you know? So it's so just, very involved into the details yeah, of everything that's making your life in your household run, basically. Absolutely. Whether it's the color palettes, whether it's, you know, the shape of the pool, whether it's, the back house or you know just just everything <laughs> like I'm like okay well I don't know if that's gonna match what we have you know like I didn't want um I didn't want a square or rectangular pool because I felt like everyone else has one what's gonna I'm mm -hmm. all about making things different like what makes yeah. yours everyone else so our pool is like um kind of rectangular but it, it's like it's circular cuts around. So it kind of looks more like a floral rectangular and it's around our circular fire pit, step down fire pit. So it's, it's completely different. So like when you're sitting in the fire pit, you can, you're around the pool. So mm, it's like, it's, that's really cool. Yeah. I can't wait right now. Like <laughs> this coronavirus has just been um a lot on top of everything i'm sure yeah. like it's just everything that goes on yeah it's just been prolonging everything we still have a dirt backyard so i'm like i went and bought the kids like badminton and volleyball and you know, <laughs> um we got laser tag so i'm like wow you know, that sounds like a fun household Oh my gosh, it's it's so much to do, girl. Like it's nonstop, which also means nonstop cleaning and nonstop. <laughs> so it's I it's, bet it's a lot. How do you balance being a mom of? Is it you have together eight kids? Yeah, we have eight together. Oh, girl. So how do you balance? Okay, being girl. a mom of eight kids, being Telly Swift and running your own businesses and just being, you know, whatever, all of it. How do you balance all of that? <laughs> I tell people all the time, it's just, it's just like Nike, you know, you just do it, you make it work. <laughs> I have this list um, every day. I have a list um, that I give to my assistant. Uh, my sisters are in town right now. Um, so 
my assistant knows that every day I have like, whether it's, you know, podcast interview before the interview, I had theater seatings to look at theater seats, um, for our theater room. Um, and you know, just errands that I have to run, whether I have to go to the post office, whether I have to, you know, set up an account, whether I have to, you know, whatever I have going on every day, I'm, I list it as my notes. And then, you know, my assistant will send it to me or I'll send it to her like, Hey, this just got added to my list of things to do. And every day I'll have, um, every day for the whole month. So I know what I'm doing every day. I wake up in the morning and I check my list and, you know, I know, Hey, today I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to go to my appointment. It's in Beverly Hills. I have to be back towards another, you know, I have to go to Upland and then my appointment's over here. And then I have to go back to the house and I have a podcast and I have to go look at, um, um, what are those called? The handles to like, uh, gosh, I don't know, but the handles to like, um, like, uh, bathroom, bathroom like the knobs and stuff yeah like the knobs like the finishings I guess they're called finishings like finishings what color we want them you know how we want them do we want to be pulled out do you want it to be a circle do you want to be a knob do you want to be a square (laughs) so like I'm doing literally a lot of decision making yes a lot of decision making a lot of tedious you know details I'm all about details so you know because I want it to be so different here I am with a more task <laughs> to you know accomplish <laughs> because I'm like okay well we can't just have a regular schmegular drawer with regular schmegular handles so <laughs> let me go look at all the handles that they could possibly make in life and pick <laughs> up from that so that's the process that I've been going through with three different locations and like each house that we have uh we wanted it to have different feels like the house we have in LA is by the mountains so we wanted it to have a more like homey mountain vibe but still California palm tree feel the house in Mm -hmm. Alabama have a lake house so we wanted it to be more like a lake house vibe you know Um, and then we have a penthouse in Atlanta and we wanted that to be more like the modern, like, you know, high end type of vibe. So Mm -hmm. we have, we have different, like, you know, if you want to go here and you want to feel this type of vibe, then this is the house to go to. So we kind of have themes (laughs) for each house and it's just, it's just been a process, fun, creative, good journey. Does your, um, does your, uh, kids travel with you or like, how do you balance like bringing your kids everywhere too while doing everything. So right now, because coronavirus is going on, um, we were in California, I'm sorry, we were in Alabama for five months and we flew, we flew private. So Mm. with going on as far as, um, as far as coronavirus and, you know, making decisions and stuff in different cities, I've been doing it by myself. So I've just been Mm. flying commercial and not letting the kids fly because of coronavirus and my daughter um the youngest she's two years old and she's um in her terrible two stages and she just wants to she's getting so big (laughs) oh my gosh girl she is everywhere like it's it's such a fun stage because like she's so cute and she's talking and she has her own opinion but it's like there's times where I'm just like girl are you gonna listen to me like I thought I was your mom <laughs> like no I'm not going to sleep I'm so angry and I'm like how oh do my you gosh. know what angry means like you know what I'm saying yeah. like 
you have no idea what angry means. You're too. You have no stresses in life, girl. Calm down, you know? But yeah. um, she just has this, like, crazy over-the-top personality like I tell her all the time when she talks she talks like a character like everything's so animated like she's like look mom I'm so happy yay and then you know she's angry she crosses her arms and frowns her face and I'm so angry and stomps her feet and it's just hilarious to see because you know they grow so fast and they're just their moments is just crazy like she told me the other day she's like I want to sleep with my tablet and I'm just like, oh, my God, this girl's growing right in front of my eyes. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's a lot you got going on, a lot you have on your oh. hands, but it seems like you are able to figure something out to make it work, and you have a good team and family and support system to help you, so that's always good. Um, having all these businesses, you know, from your nonprofit to Telly Swift and to all the other collaboration stuff, I'm curious to know, like, what – would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that you made in business and how did you grow from it? Um, I feel like the biggest mistake that I've made has been like locking down contracts that are exclusive. Like you never want to mm. exclude, be exclusive to something unless you're gaining a lot from it that you know that you can't gain elsewhere. Like for example, if you work with, um, a clothing brand or, you know, your marketing, something to just say, um, a clothing brand. Um, if you work with a clothing brand, you don't want to be exclusive to that brand and slowly do that brand stuff because there's other brands that might want to work with you and you're stuck in this contract with this brand for a year, two years, one year, however long, and then you're missing out other opportunities on another source of income because you're seclusive to them. So that was, you know, mm. like if they're open to non-exclusivity, that's amazing. You know, like um, I, I personally felt like um, in my earlier stages, I would be like, oh, they're paying me this big amount of money. Why not be exclusive to them? But it's like, you never know. Someone could pay yeah. you that exact amount of money or more. And you could work with other brands as well, too. So yeah. you can have generate more than one income. And that was, you know, a mistake that I made that I wouldn't want anyone else to make, especially when it's just like for clothes, for example, a lot of clothing brands are um, strict on promoting other clothes, especially if it's a competitive brand. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's other things. Some brands like put you exclusively to just clothes in general, or they can make it so, okay, well, you can't promote any other active wear. You can't promote any other, you know, quick fashion wear or whatever it is. So if you have that um, ability to make your contract be non-exclusive, I think you should definitely go towards that. Or even if they say, you know, we want you to exclusively only promote our brand, no other clothing brand, make sure you get the amount of money you're willing to accept for just promoting their brand. Because if another brand contacts you and you're in that contract, you're losing out on this much, you know, this money or, um, you know, this opportunity that can be better for you in the long run. Yeah. And just always be aware of like, you know, what you're doing and who you're doing it with. And if you trust those people or person to make sure your name is in the light you want it to be, because, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when businesses fall or fail, 
you don't want to be looked upon as the person that made it fall or fail or, you know, make sure you do your research and do a background check on them because I'm sure they're doing a background check on you when, you know, they want you to promote their brand. So, um, you know, just do, do things that they're doing to work with you with them as well too. Like, you know, make sure they're a legit company, make sure they're a legit business, see how long they've been in business, see if they have the funding to be able to supply you payments on time, not when they want to, you know, put yeah. all the in contracts so you can't get burned. Um, you know, I worked with a company that uh, I thought was a friend of mine. And, you know, we would all go out to eat to dinner, me, him and Deontay and, you know, thinking that we were all cool and stuff. And then, um, you know, I helped grow uh, money to that business. And then when it came time to pay me, I didn't get paid. So I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. Mm. And I'm not the type of person to just like blast people. And, you know, then it gets to a point where you're suing people. And I'm just like, I'm a strong believer in karma. And I'm a strong believer that God's going to handle people the way they deserve to be handled. And who am I to make it? So I try to handle it myself. And um, I just believe, you know, like, how he treated me was like, he took my kindness for a weakness. And if I wasn't thinking in the mindset of this is my friend, he's not going to screw us. He knows me and my man, we've gone out to eat together, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and he did. And I was just kind of like, wow. So now I don't care who it is. Like it could be my friend. It could be whoever a family member like I have people sign NDAs I have people sign contracts like if you're you know if we're doing business together whether you're a friend family member we got to have a contract because you know um I just feel like it when it comes to business you know people change and you just have to make sure you have all your ducks all lined up when that does happen and to just be two steps ahead of the game yeah. So having contracts and, you know, not being exclusive to certain people and companies is just so important. And I'm sorry that you had to experience all those crazy things, but everything in life is a lesson. And, you know, these contracts that people are tied to and the lessons learned with, you know, signing the wrong contracts and signing the wrong deals and working with the wrong people are typically like the way that most people have to learn. You have to learn the hard way. So it's, it's crazy that that happened, um, but I'm glad you were able to kind of share those experiences and you were able to grow from it. Absolutely. I think that, you know, um, you live and you learn and everything happens for a reason. And once you learn from that le- reason, you don't make that same mistake. So um, it's a learning process and it just makes you smarter and more cautious for the next time around. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, as someone who is like in the limelight and you've done a lot of press and interviews and even have been, you know, by Deontay's side during interviews and things, I'm wondering if you, if there's like a question that you wish more people asked you. Um, I feel like um, me and Deontay are our own separate entities. I feel like we come together as one, as a family, as a union, as a couple, Um, you know, as a spouse, but we have our own entities. So um, usually when I do interviews, I get a lot of questions about him 
And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm my own person and I have my own things going and, you know, I'm successful in my own light. So um, when I do have interviews, I usually prefer them to ask solely about me. Like, I don't mind if they ask about, you know, my relationship or what he has going on. But if it's an interview for myself, I would like it to be more about myself. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's kind of one thing that I would prefer, but I don't mind, you know, talking about me and my relationship. I just don't want it to be the only focal point of my interview. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. And that's why I made sure even in our interview together uh, to make the questions more about you. And then, of course, it's kind of hard to not include him in some of the questions like I asked you about you know the projects that if you work together on and things like that but I think as like a woman and being in a relationship and even for me too like being with Kevin like we have our own business together but then we also have our separate entities so I know exactly what that feels like because sometimes people will come up to me and be like you know asking about Kevin or whatever and you're like well what about me? Like, you know, like ask right. me about no, <laughs> what I have going on. Cause I got a lot of cool shit going on. Um, absolutely. and I'm like, badass in my own right. Absolutely. I don't mind it at all. I just, you know, sometimes like, I feel like I'm getting interviewed solely because of what he has going on. And I'm like, you guys could have just interviewed him, you know, instead <laughs> of me answering his questions for him. And I feel like that would have been a better interview anyways, because it's, you know, what better, to come from the source itself. So, um, you know, I just feel like, um, like you said, I have my own shit going on. He has his own shit going on. Um, he does things completely out of what I have going on. You know, boxing is um, not something I do on a regular basis and it's something that he eats, sleeps and breathes. So when I have questions about boxing, I can only say so much or I can only, you know, add on to so much I can't express what he actually feels or goes through when it comes to those types of situations I can only see I can only say what I see and you know what I go through with him when he is um, fighting or going through camp or you know when his next fight is like I feel like that's more of something that he should express as opposed to myself yeah absolutely I totally feel you on that and, you know, going back to you, of course, I'm curious to know, what is your ultimate goal, like with your name and your brand or just in, in life? Like, what is the ultimate goal? Um, my ultimate goal is to pretty much be um, successful in all things that I do. I have a lot of things going on. I want um, to be one of the top well-known luxury brand designers um along with the names thank you (laughs) along with the names like Donatella Versace you know um Tom Brown and Alexander Wayne along those type of people and um just grow my brand into what I want to be and not just with fashion but with modeling with fitness with motherhood um with just all things that I want to do in general and overall be successful in all those things. Um, I feel like uh, I, I'm not just a one trick pony. I, I try to be versatile and be relatable to all things that I do in my life. Um, and I just, I just want to be successful in all those things and help inspire and motivate um, women and children to be whatever they want to 
be and not necessarily have to be what they go to school for or what their parents want out of them because I feel like um, everyone's their own individual. And when you do things that make you happy inside, it just makes things so much easier and it makes your job not seem like a job. Yes. Mm. That's so, so good. Um, especially just because like, I know for me, my ultimate goal is to kind of do the same thing, you know, be successful in all the things that I have going on. I think as us, as creatives, we have, we're very versatile and we have so many like different projects and things that were going on. So I think it's really cool that you have that big dream of like, you know, being up there in the, in the up par with the luxury brand brand names up there and you've done so much so far and I know it's only the beginning so I can only imagine like where you're going to be in the next couple years you know and beyond so I'm so excited for you and I know you're going to just kill it and achieve all your dreams and goals Um, and I just wish you nothing but you know more success and happiness and all of that thank you so much I appreciate it yeah of course do you have any last bit of parting tips or advice that you want to share with the Gangstar Creative listeners right now? Um, just focus on your goal. Never stop working. Um, don't let anyone tell you no. And if they do tell you no, keep, you know, keep working. Eventually you'll get a yes. Um, not everyone wants to see people succeed, let alone doing better than them. And I think that's kind of the world that we live in. We live in an envious jealous world so if you're not successful with one person move forward from that person and try with someone else because eventually you'll get your yes Mm, yep I think that's that's solid especially because when you are you know building your brand building your business you're gonna get a bunch of no's and I think even anybody listening like when you're starting out like the rejection's always scary but it's kind of like you have to be a little bit crazy and kind of see how many no's can you get because the depending on how many no's you get will equal the amount of yeses that you will get too. So the more you get no's you get, the more yeses that you will get too. <laughs> Absolutely. So what is next for you, Telly? I know you got some projects and things that have come out and are going to come out. So what's, what's next? What can our listeners look forward to? Yes. Um, I actually have my mask in Neiman Marcus um available yes I'm so excited and that was actually one of the things that I've envisioned for myself to be in a large luxury department store that I actually shop at and to see my product in that particular store alongside you know Versace and Gucci and all these big designer brands is so amazing and such a proud moment for me and I'm available now at Neiman Marcus online and in stores as well as the Beverly Center in Traffic LA as well as on Melrose so I am trying so hard to keep pushing and just grow my brand and be successful in, in all things I do and I owe it all to the Lord so I'm super grateful that he's Amen. provided me all these opportunities. Wow, that's so exciting. Congratulations on that. That's such a like big step for anybody who creates any, you know, type of fashion product and for you to get it in even Marcus into all those amazing places. Like, that's so awesome, girl. Congrats. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. 
Yeah, of course. Well, Tally, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your experience and all the good juju that you shared on <laughs> this episode. I'm so excited for everybody to hear this and get inspired by you and your story and your journey. So thanks, girl. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. And may you get all the things you wish for and deserve and desire in life as well, too. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more episodes, and share it with a fellow Gangstar creative. I would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of. And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and 5 ways to boost your online sales PDFs. Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.